Welcome to Let Me Introduce Myself. My name is Sekou Lalo. And I'm Maxine Paul. And we are pulling back the layers of black male humanity to look at what's true, what's authentic, what's deep. Co-creating space for black men to explore their humanity, blackness, maleness, and everything in between to fully introduce themselves. Welcome to Let Me Introduce Myself. Today, we have the honor of sharing the space with Brandon Paul, a young brother living in Chicago. He is a giver. He's a creative. He's an empath. He's fearless. He's a fighter. And he's trying to fight to live out all of who he is without apology. We look forward to joining conversation with Brandon Paul. I'm with my co-host, Maxine Paul. Hi, how you doing? Just a disclaimer, this is my brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm the young one with the full hairline still so far. Yeah. Well, let's get started and talk a little bit more. So Brandon, since your brother is on the line, mm-hmm. I'm definitely wanting to ask the question just for you to start out by just introducing yourself. Just, just tell us about who you are, whatever that, that statement means to you, introduce yourself. I feel like my therapist just asked me this the other day. I am a Caribbean American black man. I'm an artist. I'm a designer. I'm a musician. I'm a creative. I'm striving to be a light in a community to people that look to me for guidance, striving to be a good partner to those I have relationships with. And I am always constantly looking to integrate new ideas and blackness into whatever I do. Now, as we we get closer in, I want to understand how you're feeling. But like, really, how are you feeling? I mean, how is anybody feeling right now? There's a lot going on. So I I live in a primarily uh, Mexican neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois. With the protests going on for George Floyd and Brown Taylor, racial tension has been skyrocketing right now. And you see how, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, uh, I see the Latinx community as a majority over us, as a black community, and how that majority rules becomes hierarchy and how they treat black people in the community. And then let me go back a little bit it's because a lot of them have been using racial, like derogatory terms towards black people in the community and also using coded language like looters. So it's been feeling unsafe to go outside. And recently my company is set forth to have the employees come in full time and I have to deal with it to make this check. And I've I've been vocal about how I'm uncomfortable with it, but you know, it's one one black man's word against the rest. And I feel so if you're asking how I really feel, I'm feeling hurt. I feel like the battle has been, I'm too tired to fight the battle, but I'm still in the war. I feel sad a lot, but you know, all throughout, I'm still optimistic. I've been working on trying to look at the the glass half full and try to live in the here and now, even if the here and now feels like like foggy. 
it sounds like you are holding a lot of tension, a lot of responsibility and dealing with a lot. And I, I guess that has a significant impact on how you show up in the world. Right. And, and with that in mind, I ask you like, what, what is it that makes you who you are? I mean, you talking to him right now. I don't mean to big him up or anything, but I get a lot of morals from my family. My family is a big part of my life. You know, my culture, what I come from is a big part of my life. My identity is who I am, and I take pride in that. And sometimes I'm a little too prideful, but it's it's who I am, and that's the only thing I can, you know, considerably control, I guess. And I can control how I respond and react to things and who I am as a person and how I display myself. Okay, so I want to understand a little bit more. If we think of the universe, there's the sun in the middle, or a solar system, there's a the sun in the middle, and then outside the relationships that the sun has with different planets are the like the roles that that different planets play towards the sun. If you're that center sun in the universe or the solar system, what are the different roles that you radiate out into the world? I'm a teacher. I re- recognize lately, and mostly for white people, my white allies, my friends. I've been teaching them a lot through this moment. And they keep on asking me, what can I do? What can I do? And I mean, I was like, just speak up. It's one of the main focuses right now is if you stay quiet, then you ain't with us. You know, you're silent, then you ain't fighting for it. And I realized also that I'm a partner. Being in a relationship for almost five years, I'm realizing, okay, I'm actually a substantial part of somebody's life. Within that, in that community as well, I'm also... I've taken the big brother role, and I think it's because I've always seen other people. So when I see young people, I've always tried my very hardest to support them and see what I can do to help them. I had this young man, or he was a brother of somebody that lived above me, and his sister would always tell me, hey, talk to to so-and-so, tell him he can do it, and uh, I know that you make music, can you help him out? you know, I'm always putting my best foot forward to help him and help people like him know that there is more in this world than just what you see in the media and entertainment. And there's other way avenues to be enlightened and happy and successful. So a teacher is what I've been. An artist is what I've strived to be. And those are the form, the formats of that. And what I mean by artist is also just being somebody that's a creative thinker, you know, what is it? The right mind is the creative part. Um, somebody that can think outside the box and think differently and see things that other people can't see. I, I, I give myself, I'm a devil's advocate. I always try to think of different ways and test people and see what they, how they can think differently. It does get me in trouble sometimes, but I like to challenge people. It stimulates me and I think it stimulates people's minds. And I'm not, I can be that optimist, like opposition to, you know, high mindedness and narrow mindedness. And I think I've always gotten a positive reaction off of that. And even with negative reactions, I think people come up to me and tell me, thank you, you know, because I wouldn't have thought about it like that. Because I'm, I know my intent, my intent is never to hurt anybody. And I've always been a fighter when I was growing up. You would ask me, you were like, now, 
oh, is, is that part of your, you know, solar system now? No, I'm actually, you know, I've moved into a place where I've embedded the flight syndrome and not to run away, but to observe and see and stay quiet and react, respond instead of reacting. And I think that's where I'm, I'm at now. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like some evolution has been taking place. And in and, and doing that, you're kind of learning a lot about yourself and what was best and, and, and just in terms of how to navigate the world and, and get, get the best outcomes. And you mentioned that you're a big brother in your community, and uh, which is a real significant role in the Black community for Black men in particular. What is, if you can talk about a little bit more, what is your relationship with other Black men and other Black people who are not men? My relationship with Black men has always been a weird one. Not as if like, oh, I don't connect with them or I don't see them because I do and I resonate with them more than anybody anybody else because I have the same experiences. And I am seen and I claim myself as a Black man. I perceive myself as a Black man. Though my culture is different than a lot of Black Americans, and I had a different upbringing and I have different cultural standards and things that I grew up with. So the knowledge to me was gained and it wasn't embedded. And I think that was an interesting perspective for me. Also being the youngest of um, three boys, I would always see my oldest brother achieving, succeeding, then struggling, then succeeding and overcoming. And then on the other side of that, I would see my older brother constantly being berated and getting in trouble and being attacked and a victim of this society as a Black man. So whenever I see Black men now and Black boys, I have a protective factor of me and I have you know, this kind of bougie, braggadocious side of me as well that I want to, like, show them there's a new way. You don't have to be that way. You don't have to feel like you're down and out because I think a lot of it comes from trauma and then most of it comes from depression. I know I act out whenever I'm sad. I like to try to make myself feel better. And I think a lot of these brothers feel the same way. They try to do the same thing. And it ends up getting them more attention than they need. And... When people are rising, they want they want to see you fall, especially as a black man. As for black people that might not be men, I'm striving to build that community. As I come, I mean, my whole my whole friend group is black men, you know, outliers here and there. But I strive to build that community to a much larger scale, and of creative black men and black women out here like communicating with me through social media and that's just like the undefined like rules of the world right now you see everybody coming connecting through a digital medium you start seeing yourself a lot more and representation ends up being so much more accessible and you end up feeling a lot more I'll, I'll say I end up feeling a lot more comfortable being myself and that's where I would say my current 
feeling is now with the black community and black men and, and black people alike is that I'm feeling seen and I'm feeling represented. And I feel like it's almost my time, if not already my time to show who I am and give that same person that's looking right now or listening or, you know, searching somebody to see a light through. And that seems like, you know, kind of a beginning step to liberation, like being truly liberated and kind of living and being free. Brandon, what dreams do you have that you feel like have been hindered or hurt, like, or you're squashed kind of, or at least slowed down because you're a black man? I, I thought I was going to be making a lot more money right now. And I thought I was going to be living on the West Coast in a nice climate or on an island somewhere. Real cool, like, just by based off of all the big ups that I got from white people and black people alike, I ended up feeling pigeonholed whenever I finished school. And I feel like I was seen in a way that wasn't, I was seen as a as a thug. I was seen as a, a nigga. I was seen as a this black boy. And I wasn't seen as just a person that had talent and skill. And it was really tough to transition. And I think that even the expectations put on you as a black man to be this like entertainment monkey, you know, for white people's enjoyment makes everything feels like such an anxious presentation. Uh, it makes you feel like you have to play a part and constantly we talked about that step to liberation of just like, you know, finding people and realizing that you can create an atmosphere for people to feel comfortable. The things that got crushed from me was like, I felt like I was always free and always able to just be who I could be until I got into the real world until I jumped out of the the nest and I realized that there's a lot of different people out here, but there's a lot of the same type of people out here. And we know the same type of people I'm talking about and they, and they don't accept you and they will never accept you for who you are because of what they want to think and not wanting to think differently. So me seeing myself as a person of being a and, and being a black person at the same time, it, it, my dreams were crushed of being like kind of welcomed in open arms in a new city. If I go home, I go home, everybody knows who I am. They love me, they care about me, they're asking me what I'm doing. They say I'm the person that got out. Yo, you did good, da da da. But then I come here and I'm I here and I feel like, you know, most days I'm good. But sometimes I realize and I feel like, damn, I'm like, where, where is that same love? Where, what happened to me? And I think about all the societal affects that happened to me, whether it's like getting arrested for bullshit or being profiled or being attacked or uh, harassed by white people for just being you. It makes you look within and think that you're not worthy. And that uphill battle trying to get back to loving yourself it is something that is crushing because it, you have to deal with all that pain. You have to 
face all the things that are negative and positive about you head on and you you can't you can't hinder yourself you can't hinder your growth you have to you have to keep on trying in that pursuit yeah, that's heavy I, I it makes me think about ibram x kendi's stamp from the beginning and you know the whole basis of it is that the system was designed to make us be perceived a certain way so that the minds of of white folks were actually institutionalized and and they did everything that they could to keep us in that place and we we're trying to find our way out of a system that we're immersed in and it's a it's a long long journey we got to do this thing together but what what you were saying brandon was really well it resonated first of all it resonated cuz i can relate in many ways and it makes me curious about what are some of the things, one of the things that you hold in that you often want to say out loud and keep it in for whatever reason and why? I am not your fucking friend. You stupid cracker. I am not your fucking friend. I be wanting to tell these white folks, I'm not your fucking friend. You're a fucking weirdo. And you fucking using me to make sure that you have a fucking quota, just like all these fucking companies. That's what I be wanting to say to them. Every day, every single fucking day, I feel like that. Excuse me. It's just oh, no, no. This, this annoying fuck out of me because all these white folks think I'm their goddamn friends because I'm nice. I'm a nice person because I care about people. But guess what? I'm not your fucking entertainment monkey. I don't know how to fucking rap. I don't know how to fucking dance. I don't, you know, I no matter if I know how to do those things, you shouldn't fucking ask me. Don't ask me shit like that. I'm a normal person. Don't ask, don't treat me like a fucking monkey. I want to put an asterisk because how bold this is. He's saying this in his office. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. They know about me here, man. I, I keep it real simple with them. I'm like, okay, we work together, but I ain't your friend. You, you got to go jump through boundaries. You got to actually do the work to know about me because I'm I'm pro-black. I mean, I ain't saying anything wrong, wrong with your life, but if you ain't doing nothing for the people that are actually struggling out here without having this white savior complex, you ain't doing nothing for me. You are not doing anything for me or anybody that I care about. Trust. Now, the other thing on our podcast, one thing is being black. The other thing is being a man. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to understand, is there anything that you fear to say because it may make you appear less of a man? Yeah. I'm, I'd be crying. And I'd be sad. And I really have a very strong, empathetic, like, I'm a real strong, I'm an empath. Like, I care about people. When people are in pain, like I feel that pain and I get literally terrified to show that I care about people. I get terrified to connect with people, you know, because I am scared that I'm not going to be accepted and that people are going to call me soft or lame or a bitch or you know what I mean? Like in like they they'll really degrade you as a man if you're not presenting yourself as, you know, this machismo, like like strong, like I don't have feelings, stoic person. And I'm very sensitive as a person. I really think about everybody 
and I'm, I'm trying to be more in tune with my feelings, you know, like trying to be uh, present. And uh, I think that it's hard for black men to do that. And I think it's hard for men to do that in general because we don't even get hugged by our, our, par- our parents or our dads when we growing up. Like we barely spend time with our families because they think that, oh, you're a man, you're independent, but it's like, Sometimes I have to force the book it. You know, I have to force. I have to. I have to force that I love you is on my family. I have to force hugs from the people that I'm close to. I have to. I have to do those things because, like, I didn't get those when I was growing up like that. And I really wanted to be a person that could show affection in a physical way and tell you that I love you and genuinely mean it because that's that's something that it's lost within our, our like as a, a gender as a man you know it's like I don't know where why in society it's like in a patriarchal society men is it's such a, a a lesser like feeler and can't be a certain type of way you know I I feel like I get I get along with women a lot better because I understand how they think. I understand how they feel. And we're all raised by our mothers. Like, I think every black man was raised by their mothers. And that's the problem. And because a lot of these these black dads have a lot of insight, but they're just not there. They're not present because they were told not to think. They don't have, they don't have inner dialogue. They don't talk to themselves. They don't see themselves. They don't see how other people see them. And... It's detrimental, it's trauma-inducing because then you don't do the same for yourself. It just took me this year to have better inner dialogue with myself. And I'm, I'm about to be 25. Not that I say I'm young, but it's, it took me this year. And I know, I know our nephew think about stuff more than I do. And he's 10. That's what the issue is. And that's what I'd be scared to say. It's just like, I'm, I'm scared of being who I am all the time as a man. I'm scared of having emotions. I'm scared of being real. I'm scared of being intimate. Because it's hard. It's hard to be judged. It's hard to be pinholed. It's hard to be bottlenecked and thought like, okay, you have to be a certain type of way because the way you look and the way you present yourself and the way that you perceive yourself and and are perceived. Hmm. That makes me think about Maxime and myself, I think one of the main reasons that we started this podcast is pulling back the layers of Black men to get to the authentic. And part of that is sharing your emotions and being authentic about it. But I think our work, you know, going forward, even with this show is like, we got to redefine what it means to be strong. Because the the fallacy is that the strength is holding everything in and putting up a facade when what's going on is what you're talking about, <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. All all we are all of that. We every we we're all of that at one time. It's not a monolithic thing, and that's what we we want this to be the space. And for some people the beginning of that dialogue so that we can begin to kind of work on developing being all of those things outwardly yeah. without, without having fear. And it's just, 
it, it takes time. You, you got to practice it and fail, practice it and fail and get better over time. That's the journey. But it sounds like you're thinking about this a lot and holding a lot yeah. of this in. And you got to get it out into the world. You got to get it out into the world. And we need, and I'll, I'll say this, I need to hear it from you, from the people who um, are feeling that way, because I need community around it, because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one, because that's the other part. Like we get the ideas to kind of isolate us and make me make us think that we're the only ones. We're on this island doing this alone, but we kind of in, we're in this together. Right. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I think that it's also like, you know, I, I agree with that completely. Everybody is like, it's hard to, you know, communicate those things and put those things out there, but that community is the for, forefront. I've, I was promising myself this whole year, you know, is like, okay, we're going to be outward. We're going to be real. We're going to tell people exactly how you feel and not hide those things. And I've been doing it within my, you know, circle. It's at that point where it's like, okay, my circle knows me. Now it's to let everybody else know, you know, because there might be somebody else that needs to know and needs to feel affirmed. Mm -hmm. As You know, it's the littlest thing. It's just feeling affirmed like, oh, I feel like that too. I didn't know I could feel like that. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know how they feel until they see it or hear it. You already journeyed into my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and you, mm -hmm. you can expound on it. And maybe in answering the question, answer it in real time, just in terms of in the world we're in, and maybe answer it, you know, what does it look like um, five years from now? So the question is, what does it mean to, for Brandon to be free? What does it mean for you to be free? Accepting myself. That's now and that's five years from now. Don't let anybody else tell me how I should be and love myself and be the person that I need to be for myself. And that's that's how you start. You know, you see everybody and you just, you know, in this digital age, you compare yourself. And I think it's falling out a little bit. I think the influencer culture is dying down and people are learning how to be authentic, even in a perception based society. And I think that's how it is. You, I think it makes people comfortable to plan who they are and how they be, you know. And I think once you just fall into who you are and kind of just accept who you are and that you're going to change and things that you're going to adapt and everything is temporary, that's when you find freedom and that's when you find liberation because you can't have enough money. You can be broken, starving. But as long as you have that genuine ingenuity and love for yourself, you're going to be free. You're going to be happy. And we got to abolish the police because they get too much money. And that's just how Defund, I feel. Defund, yeah. We don't need them, to be honest with you. But that's just my, that's my opinion. Got you. Got you. Okay, we, we spoke about things that you would like to abolish. I mean, there's probably a whole list, but I want to, I want to understand more things that you want more of, like that you, that you really enjoy, you're passionate about, that you like want more of in your life. Yeah. I want more black art galleries. 
I want more black centric museums owned by black people. I want black ownership. I want more equity in communities. I want rough communities and underprivileged communities to be built up the way that these cities have built themselves up for white communities. I think that would be great in starting a utopia for black people. I want a, a better system for travel. I think that everybody in the world needs to be able to travel to a different country and see how different people play uh, and live and, and think. I think that I also want to see more women in power because I think that men have the same ideas. Yeah, I think that a lot of industries need to get away from giving the majority opportunities and need to give more of the minorities opportunities. That's things that I want to see. Because, I mean, in the space now where we're at, there's so much Black art there. There's so many, so many Black talented entrepreneurs out here that are doing great things, wonderful things that are so inspiring to me. And I just wish that everybody could see it. I wish that they could get more opportunities out there. Some of them are doing great, getting their own deals and doing their thing and influence their culture, but it needs to be on that mainstream because it seems like we have to work tens and thousands of times harder to get to where white people do and with minimal effort. I also want to see more black engineers and black scientists. I just want to see more things that are unique and representation for other people because that's I think that's important for young people to see themselves and somebody else. Black power mm-hmm. all day. I have one thing to just offer you. I think it was last weekend, the weekend before, me and Steph watched this documentary called Disclosure. About it. It's about the trans community. Yeah. And I think you know, it, it not only helped me learn more, you know, I was already learning, learn more about the community, but also translate some of their efforts to the struggle for black liberation as well. I just think that's a it's a great touch point because you talked about like representation and they talk about that a lot because I think Seku, this is good for you too, because they do it through Seku's an actor, that's why. <laughs> it goes through okay. it goes through film and representation in TV and film for trans people and and talks about how that has grown the culture and understanding and what do they need next. So I think that's a good thing to understand and like just look at and learn from. Narrative. It's all about narrative and controlling the narrative. Well, it's clear that we're in a pandemic of pandemics right now. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Who knew and um, who knows was ahead? I mean, and not, not that I wanted to get any worse, but, you know, we got flu season coming up. The leadership is just like, yo, go out to the beach, <laughs> have fun. And everybody's, everybody's contracting this thing. And folks are getting hung. Black folks are getting hung on trees. Yeah. It does, I mean, it seems like it's amping up. Like the more we resist, you know, the more we advocate, the more they 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 toe in the line, they holding the line and trying to fight for theirs, whoever they are. And with that said, with all of this going on, because I, you know, I know for me, it's been a challenge to translate what's going on with me, but like what kind of support 
do you need at this time? Like what could help you navigate this in an optimal way um, where you feel like you are able to kind of move through this world that we're in right now without going under? I think that first and foremost, companies need to, and this is me coming from work, need to give people a choice. I think the hierarchy is uh, ridiculous and it's dehumanizing. Another thing I think that we, for support for me, is just having a good set of people and allies that will hold themselves accountable for anything that they do right and do wrong. Just because it it helps to have a community. I have people here that will help me in the direst of situations. And knowing that keeps me at ease and that keeps people at ease. Because you just, you don't just have your own family, you build your family outside of that too. And we need people to feel what we're going through a little bit more. I need people to feel what it's like to be othered. And so we can have better ideas of how to uh, respond to that and help people feel like it's okay to believe in something and fight for what you believe in. Because now as I've seen a lot of silencing and uh, diminishing people's uh, truths and people laugh about it, people joke, but, and we know that human suffering is one of the main things that gets attention, but it's enough is enough. Trauma is not entertainment and it should never be. We should focus on giving people the resources that they need so that they can live a decent life, free healthcare. Nobody should ever be hungry. Everybody should have shelter, the basics. And then they should all have access to mental health support because we all don't think the same. And the fact that people think that we do is ridiculous. I'm glad you ended with that last part. I just want to touch on that a little bit because I think, I know for me and Maxime alike, that that's a huge thing just in terms of the mental health piece. And mm-hmm. I think I heard you mention that earlier on, just in terms of counseling. Just just give me one or two like salient points that you can touch on in terms of how that's kind of helped you um, navigate this space. It helps me particularly because I can always speak about myself. I'm a person that holds in within and helps everybody else out. I think about the other person before I think about myself. And it helps me redirect focus and learn how to multitask in those efforts to help people so I can help myself while I help people and help myself while I'm even not helping people. It's the main thing because a lot of people, I think they give and give and there's nothing left of them. And I am one of those people and I have to learn how to give to myself sometimes. Another thing it helps me with is to restructure my cognitive thinking. I will say certain ways of things that I think are all right, right? I'll speak about myself in negative forms without realizing it, diminishing myself, depressing myself, destroying myself, and I get called out for it or held accountable for it. And that's what therapy has been doing for me. It's like my therapist is a really strong black woman that tells me, okay, you need to stop talking like that about yourself. You need to tell yourself better things and be truthful with yourself. 
that's just really what it does for me. And it, it's helping me fight and face my fears. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but since I moved here by myself, I've been harassed, I've been attacked, I've been robbed to gunpoint, I've been microaggressed and laid off due to racist circumstances. I've been through it all here. And it made me fearful to even attempt to build relationships and community and go out almost to the point where I'm almost agoraphobic, agoraphobic, but it's helping me fight that and realize what I have left and what I want to give and proceed with. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask about the things that you're working on. That like things that are that you're really excited about. Is there anything that you're working on that you would like to share and like bring light to? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always working on stuff. Even though I don't post everything, I'm always working on stuff. And I've recently gotten back into painting, and I just been kind of letting it free flow and creating like you know, stories more so later, lately rather than, you know, just like one-off characters or, you know, anatomy. I've been trying to actually tell how I've been feeling through these painting strokes. And I'm ready, I'm almost ready to share that with the world. I'm one of those people that like to have a plan before I do something. So I just wanted to come in correct. And that's how I live my life, come correct. I'm also, working on more music just in general more so for me i have a lot of things that i want to put out but i just want to do when it's right i don't feel like time is right i don't like taking taking away attention from things that matter right now even though i know some of the pieces might resonate with the world i'm hyper focused on making sure people understand that the justice needs to be served right now for the people that have been murdered. And I've been doing my, my part behind the scenes. And I'm always open to talking to people and always open to collaboration. And I've just been doing that word of mouth out in brick and mortar right now, just getting to people and talking to people. But yeah, really just keep on creating and, you know, trying to set up a hub for creatives of color, you know, so that they can have a place and space to sell their work and create their work and meet new clients. So that's what I'm working on right now. How can people get in contact with you? You can email me at pbrandn at gmail.com. Say that one more time. pbrandn at gmail.com. I am on Instagram as ElroyWSTND. And I'm also on Twitter as still same old. Again, I will say I'm on Instagram as Elroy WSTND. And I am on Twitter as still same old. That's how y'all can get in contact with me. I'm here. I see y'all. That's what's up. Brother, you drop you dropped some some nuggets on us today. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. Um, I only I only do big talk. That's what I've been telling people. I only do big talk. I don't do small talk. That's right. That's right. Make it count. On on that note, is there anything else you want to share with us, with the world, about your vision, whatever it is? This is your time. All I want to say, and I'm getting make it quick. 
uh, not quick, but I'll be brief. It's everybody has a process. Don't rush. And everything is temporary. Anything you're going through right now is temporary. Remember, you're gonna get, you're gonna make through it. You're gonna make it through it. You're strong. You're powerful. And it's for all the people that are going through something. Listening to this, and they're not sure what's going on. They don't know if they're gonna make it through. And the people that have family members that are hurt or something's going on with them. Anything. Just remember, it's temporary. You'll make it through it, and it'll make you powerful. And 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 just remember who you are throughout it all. Don't forget who you are. Don't let them make you forget. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I just want to call back some of the things that you shared that kind of stuck with me that I think you're doing now in real time. But you said you wanted to be a light in the community. You, you are a big brother to a lot of people in the community. And you really kind of take seriously kind of pouring into the young people and helping to navigate them as much as you possibly can. Without question, we can hear it in your voice and the fact that you're sitting on your job, speaking your mind, that you're a fighter. So there's no question about that. And we need you on the front lines fighting, but we also need you to take care of yourself and get that self-care and shut it down because the, the rest is just as much a part of the resistance as the fight is. So you got to make sure to stay in the battle in your bed too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said you want... You, you kind of wanted more money. You thought you would have more money at this point, but you are without question, man, you're wealthy and full of riches and it's in your art, in your vision, in your community and what you're doing out there in the world. And it might not show up as that green paper, but it might show up in somebody like manifesting their dreams and getting that black business and, and, and changing their lives and getting all that blackness in the community, like you said. So we just, I just, I, I, I'm going to speak for myself because you talk to your brother all the time, or maybe not, <laughs> I don't know. But as much as I can, I'm in the fight with you and I appreciate, authentically really appreciate you coming on and sharing your heart and being authentic about it because we need more of that and we need brothers to hear brothers talk that way so that they feel more liberated about sharing that way. So I appreciate that. Appreciate that, bro. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all having me out here for it. I appreciate you, and I love you. Thanks. I love you too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. You know, that was really cool to have a discussion with you, Seku, and my my youngest brother, Brandon, I learned a lot. He loves his blackness so much. He is fighting everywhere. But when does he get a chance to let his artistry and his deep sensitivity flow unobstructed? He's always been a very passionate person. And I can see that from his from our interview with him. And I just want him to be able to be his full self everywhere and be accepted of all the different things that he is. Because he is he is just trying to give people he's trying to just love and bring goodness to the world and that's part of why he just loves blackness so much that's my lesson from this 